This is Season 5 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. This week on the show, new year, new topic, on the money. And we will have useless sports information and useless animal information. Plus, we'll open up the mailbag and the headline for news from around the world. A man was kicked off a United Airlines flight with a thong on his face. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to episode number 17 with a brand new topic. Wall Street, Bay Street, NASDAQ, Hensing, Loonies, Toonies, Dollars, and Yens. This is On The Money with Nick and Roy. On The Money. Yeah. New new jingle. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we sat down and we uh, we got the lady to into a studio and we said, hey, why don't you I'm do sorry. this? I'm, could you hear me? I'm adjusting the thong on my face. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be a Floridian. A thong, a thong in your face and a thong in your heart. Uh, so on, on the, the money, money oh, yeah. on the money. Yeah. So, so here in up here in Canada, I'm in Toronto, Canada. Roy is in Florida, as you already know. If you're a regular listener to the show, if you're a brand new listener, welcome. We really uh, are happy that you've joined us on this journey of totally useless information in Canada. We have loonies and toonies. Mm. This is the currency that we have here in Canada. The one dollar, the one Canadian dollar is called the loonie, which is the name of an aquatic bird. That's on the, the back of the yeah, coin. That's right? what Canadians like to say. That's right. And this name is often used. And, you know, in general, it's, it's just a loony. It's a loony. It's a dollar. It's a loony. Okay. The $2 coins featured a polar bear are called toonies based on the word loony and the word two. Toonies. Toonie. Right. Loony is one. Toonie is two. And three is goonie. <laughs> and they had two goo goos to it goonie goo goo right <laughs> what the hell is goonie goo goo <laughs> okay the eagle on the u.s currency has a name oh see this is cool i like this one from 1830 to 1836 a bird would swoop into the window of the philadelphia mint it would, they, I guess they didn't have air conditioning, so they left the windows open. <laughs> not a very good thing at the Mint. No, the it's not. Leave the window open, yeah. The bird could get in, so could a burglar. But anyway, it came so often, this particular bird, that they gave him the name Peter the Mint Eagle. And it was an eagle, and they used this bird actually as a model for engravings. So the bird on the coins is known as Peter the Mint Eagle. So it was a model, so it stood there like that, and then they drew the eagle. Is that what happened? Naked. No, naked bird. Yeah, naked bird. <laughs> That's yeah. not the first time. Yeah. Um, now, in your currency down in the United States is where you reside. Can you eat your money? Uh, we could eat it, Nick. Uh that's why you guys call it a loony. No, no, no. <laughs> Here in Canada, you can eat Canadian money. The bank, yeah. the yes, the Bank of Canada confirms that Canadian money may contain meat. So if you're a vegetarian, I'm sorry, we, you're left out. There's meat in your money. According to the Bank of Canada's statement, the language was, was somewhat less appetizing, though. The oh, I know. It's not meat, Nick. It's pork. It's bacon. Bring home the bacon. <laughs> yeah, it's Canadian bacon. <laughs> Canadian bacon. <laughs> it's Canadian bacon. The According to the website, the polymer substrate 
used as a base for banknotes contains additives that may be produced with tallow meat or meat byproducts. Wow, that's disgusting. (laughs) Bring home the bacon is right. I guess, though, when you're, like, counting and straightening your money, you could say I'm stroking my meat. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, but but you can't write on it. You can't. You feel very apprehensive about that. Yes, Nick. (laughs) New year, new dirty jokes. Yeah, new year, new arrest warrant. (laughs) New year, more beeps. Okay, Benjamin Franklin designed the first U.S. penny in 1787. Mm -hmm. His first design, instead of e pluribus unum. He embossed on the coin the words, mind your own business. Really? And it never made it on the coin. They they make it e pluribus unum, but it originally said, mind your own business. Interesting. Weird guy, Ben Franklin. He was. Sex maniac. Remember we had that on the show? Not only that, but didn't he have a whole bunch of bones in his uh, basement? And then we realized, oh, don't worry. He didn't murder anybody. He was Sounds using- to me like he was carrying the bones around in his pants because he was a sex maniac. While snacking on Canadian currency. <laughs> it's not beef jerk. It's Canadian dollars. Um, there's a new $10 bill here featuring Viola Desmond. It was released in November 2018. Viola Desmond. Viola Desmond was a Canadian civil rights <clears throat> activist and businesswoman of back of a black Nova Scotian descent. Oh, yeah, there's loads of black Nova Scotians. <laughs> yeah, but she was an activist and she challenged a lot of the laws that were going on. And so I'm they joking. honored her. I know. But hey, yeah. she's on the $10 bill. We're not. Thank goodness for that. I think it's wonderful that they're starting to do that, where they're using people from the civil rights movement to put them on the money. It's really important in part of our history. But not only that, it is currently the only Canadian banknote distributed in a vertical orientation. Most are horizontal. The bills are made of polymer material, also with tallow. Edible. Edible. (laughs) Now with more meat. (laughs) Wow, that is cool. Yeah. All right. Leave it to the U.S. government to do this, okay? It now costs 1.7 cents to print a penny. (laughs) (laughs) This I thought was like the best, okay? Thank you, Joe Biden. Wait a minute. Yes, because of inflation, it now costs 1.7.222 cents. It's almost 1.8 cents to print a coin penny. Right. Okay. And uh, I think the new slogan, instead of E Pluribus uh, Unum, is going to be Let's Go Brandon. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that uh, he had a slogan. Do you guys know Let's Go Brandon up there? Yes, we do. We know all oh, about it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if Canadians know that. Yeah, we know that because we know a lot about our the money and we eat and we snack on, on our Canadian currency as we watch US news. Uh, <laughs> like so chips. <laughs> here in Canada, you cannot yeah. launder money. Well, you no, can. You can't wash it. Is Canadian money actually waterproof? In fact, the plastic money is virtually waterproof. So the oh. bills won't be ruined if you're left in a pocket by mistake and end up in the washing machine. So you can't launder money up here in Canada. They're polymers. So if you put them in the dryer, yeah. will they shrink up like? Yeah. So here's what happens. You so put it be worth half of what <laughs> so I was going to say. <laughs> See, you went where I was going. So if you put a $20 bill into the $20 Canadian dollar bill in the dryer, it comes out as a five. 
<laughs> it shrinks. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like the Canadian economy. Yeah, shrinkflation. Okay. You know when you go on a plane, you go through the TSA, yeah. better known as a trip through hell. <laughs> yeah, it's an acronym for the trip through hell. Yes, exactly. Well, when you get all your stuff, you know most people get their stuff out of the bins and the little plastic bins and the big plastic bins. And you know what you leave behind? You leave behind some change. Really? Okay. Well, the TSA guys take the bins and they shake the change into a thing. The change is collected. And last year, the TSA found $765,759.15. And the dime and that nickel were left over. (laughs) Can you imagine almost $766,000 in change i thought that what a great country <laughs> I, yeah you know why because americans don't like change mm-hmm. well that's that's been our first topic on the money if you uh, like what you heard and you have some suggestion for us you go to our website send us an email what's our website roy or, or just send us money send no us like no dollar. no that's that's something different send us your money we'll no. check and see if we can wash it <laughs> The website to do all of that, including sending your lawyer affidavits, nickandroy.com. Golf, the sport of kings. You know it, Nick. Of course. It's the sport of kings, golf, and old Floridians. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how fast a golf ball can travel when it's hit from the tee? I would imagine pretty fast because it, it travels like hundreds of yards in mere seconds. 170 miles per hour. Oh. A golf ball hit off a tee with a driver can travel 170. Or down here in Florida, two miles an hour that the old people hit. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it goes a foot and it rolls yeah. in the grass. And That's they right. go, great shot, Louie. <laughs> here, snack us some Canadian money. Oh, the great baseball player Wade Boggs only ate chicken on the day of a game. It started in 1977. He had a minor league budget and and he had a growing family to feed. He was a third baseman. I think he played for the Yankees for a few years and for the Boston Red Sox for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chicken was cheap, of course, and he felt really he felt better eating lighter rather than a lot heavy with meat and gravy and stuff. And then he noticed that every time he played a game and he ate chicken, his batting average kept going up and up and up. So he said, ever since then, I've become, as he puts it, a chicketarian. Either that or he was just scared. He's chicken. Oh, (laughs) and was running around the bases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a chicken with his head cut off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. In 1910, an incomplete forward pass in football. Yeah. Now think about this now. 1910, an incomplete forward pass was a 15 yard penalty. Wow. So if wow. the quarterback threw the ball and the guy drops it and doesn't catch it, it's a 15 yard penalty. Now, today, if you throw the ball, the guy doesn't catch it. Not only isn't a penalty, but it stops the clock, which is kind of a bonus. Yeah. So it'll give you an idea of where we've come. 1910, if you missed the ball, you got reprimanded. (laughs) Now, if you miss the ball, you get rewarded. Yeah. Which is why you and I get rewarded all the time because we drop the ball all the time. We get rewarded. 
Well, they expected greatness. So if you dropped the ball, you were a boob and you lost, you know, you got a 15-yard penalty. And some are really having, they have two boobs. <laughs> Better to catch with. <laughs> but that's an utter story. It is. Fishing is the biggest participant sport on the planet. Mm. Anyone of any age can try it. It can also be used as a leisure sport rather than a competitive one. All right, Nick, what's your angle? <laughs> Fishing angler. angle? Angle, well, we had this on a previous episode where the, the fishermen are called anglers because I think angle years ago was used as, I think it's a word meaning hook. So they're hookers. So instead of calling them hookers, they call them anglers. It's much better. Yeah, there's a lot of them yeah. out there. Too. There are, and some of them smell like that too. Uh, the biggest fish, <laughs> the biggest fish, allegedly, the biggest <laughs> fish ever caught, by the way, was a two thousand six hundred and sixty-four pound white shark. Two thousand six hundred and sixty-four pound white shark. Oh my God, that's a big shark. Yeah, there you go. We need a bigger boat. Yes. <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, that's a Jaws. That's a Jaws. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Between 1900 and 1920, for 20 years, mm -hmm. the tug of war was an Olympic event. Now, we spoke about in Greece that they performed these events naked. Yes. So I'm thinking, let's bring it back. Let's bring the female <laughs> tug of war back. Yeah, and we'll yeah. do it naked. That should bring the ratings up, not to mention a couple other things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll be playing tug of war, but they're not the only ones doing the tugging. I I can you imagine naked tug of war? No, because the rope burns would really hurt. Really it's hurt. like they pick like the best looking women and they're not even strong. So they're no. going like eh, oops. Eh. Yeah, yeah. And it's like oh, good. I hope the thing lasts for like four hours. <laughs> Better get the Viagra. <laughs> and cigarette sales went up. Um, so in all the years that we know each other, Roy and I know each other 40 years with best friends. I don't even know. What color are your eyes? Sounds like a pickup line, but what color? I, I believe my eyes are like a brownish green. Right? Okay. And mine are blue. Okay. You have brown eyes, you know, brownish blue, uh, brownish green. Yeah. Mine are blue eyes. Okay. So according to what I'm about to tell you, you are a better baseball player than I am. Or you would be. Right. It is believed that brown-eyed baseball players perform better than blue-eyed play baseball players. Really? They, they can speak better, too. Uh, is there a reason? People believe this is so because those with darker eyes can see a white ball easier. However, research has shown that a player's vision is not dependent on the color of his eyes. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You just contradicted your whole argument. <laughs> That's why I said it is believed. And Nick, some you people. Proofread, you want to proofread these facts? No, some some people <laughs> believe this is so because you could see the white ball better. I mean, isn't it better to see a white ball than a black ball? I don't know. I, I would assume in baseball it is, being that it's a white ball coming at you. You'd want to see it quicker and hit it. Yeah. I might, might give you a bit of an advantage. Or eat chicken like Wade Boggs did. Exactly. Wonder if Wade Boggs had blue eyes or brown eyes. I'll check out and Nobody see what he knows. Has. I'll find Nobody out. Knows. Can you find out? I'll find out. Yeah, sure, because I'm smart. All right, well, I'll do a fact while you're finding out. How's okay, that? sure. Folks, we don't like to say things on this show that aren't true. <laughs> Scientists have nothing better to do. <laughs> so they did a study and found that a microwaved baseball 
will fly twice as far as a frozen baseball. Now, if we could just turn the bats around and hit the scientists instead of the baseballs, life would be much better. But can you imagine they spent money and time and science on microwaving a baseball, whacking it, and then then hitting a frozen baseball and judging the amount of of, uh, distance that they went? Yes, folks, it does happen. Did you find out, Nick? I'm still trying to find it. It won't tell me. It doesn't say. It says eye color in the headline, but it doesn't give it to me. No. That's because Wade Boggs has got his privacy there. He doesn't like it very much. He'll tell you what he eats, but he won't tell you what color his eyes are. Okay, maybe we'll find out by the end of the show, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. By the way, okay, they'll tell me he was born on a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but they won't Folks, tell me. we may find out by the end of the show what color Wade Boggs' eyes are. So you might want to stick around till the end of the show because it's very important. Speaking of birthdays, if you have a loved one that you want to send a special birthday message from uh, me and Roy, go to nickandroy.com slash birthdays. Yeah, we, we actually record totally useless information on the date that you were born. Yeah. Well, that person was born. It makes an incredible gift. They get it emailed directly to them on their birthday. People are flipping out over this, plus the fact Two celebrities as big as Nick and I. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I've I checked three different websites, by the way. No one lists his eye color. So we don't know what color Wade Boggs' eyes are. Wade we're, Boggs, big, so we're big enough celebrities. I'm going to call Wade. Call him up. Yeah. You know what? Wade, Listen, just, um, just deliver him some chicken. He'll talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll get it. Uh, more people from nudist colonies play volleyball than any other sport. Okay. Again. More people from nudist colonies play volleyball than any other sport. That's a lot of jumping around when you're nude. It's mostly located in Europe and some cities in America, so you can't escape that. However, there are a few areas in the United States now that appeal to the idea because social nudity was, well, it isn't what it was before. Yeah, but you start jumping around like that nude and somebody hits the wrong ball. (laughs) Yes, it could hurt a lot. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I love the cat. Kitty, I know. Now, (laughs) what's our kitty? (laughs) Totally useless kitty. (laughs) So, um, I had a chance to visit my local fishmonger. Uh, at the supermarket, and we had a discussion about different kinds of fish. And mm-hmm. here's how it went. With me today at my local supermarket where I come every week, I do shopping, and on that list is some salmon. It's brain food. We love salmon once a week. It's got the omega-3 fats, I believe. It's one of the safer fats that you can have. And believe me, I got lots of fats. But with me is Nick. He's one of the fishmongers here at a local supermarket. Welcome, Nick. Nice to meet you, or well, I guess nice to meet your audience. We're here literally sitting in the fish section of this local supermarket, and uh, Nick has decided to surprise me with a few fish facts. So I just I was telling him about totally useless information with Nick and Roy, and he said, hey, I got some fish facts for you. So, Nick, what do you got? There's this one company called True North Salmon that like provides some of our salmon to us, and what I didn't know before talking to the guy was that they actually control the whole process from like the hatcheries of where the fish are kind of actually hatched to the point where they actually harvest them as like a full 
saltwater salmon. But on top of that, they actually keep DNA database of every fish they've ever had in their system to the point where if there's any problems with the fish, they can actually revert it back to what individual fish was that fillet from, who were their parents, what was their like lineage, and actually make, I guess, food safer for people based off of the data that they save. There's always that one that swims downstream. Roy and I attest to that. So what else do you have in terms of fish facts here? Uh, on that note, I will hopefully blow your guy's mind with a blowfish fact. See there. what he did there? He's going to blow our minds with blowfish. Perfect. <laughs> As far as blowfish go, I believe depending on the sources you're looking at, some quote at least 90, some quote over 100 different species of blowfish, but almost all of them are poisonous, but not all of them are poisonous in terms of like having a venom that they inject you with, with their little spikes, but more if you ingest their flesh, then you could get sick. So depending on like what species of blowfish, you could potentially die if you eat it, yet there's still a lot of like people that consider it a delicacy that specialty chefs will know how to prepare it so that you don't wind up with it as your last meal of sorts. Nick is with me at my local supermarket here in Toronto and we come every week, we buy some fabulous salmon from these guys. And as a disclaimer, just to let everybody know, I did not receive any compensation for this. I didn't you know, receive an extra fish head or something you know, to, to pay for me for this opportunity. Well, Nick, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Oh, no problem. It was a pleasure for me, too. Roy, back to you. I did an interview like that one time with a hooker. <laughs> and my... my um, What was your my, compensation? My compensation was a filet. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information. That's we were Infor talking about fish. We are. Oh, okay. It's animals or... or um, that we're talking about. We have spoke about the pistol shrimp. Remember we talked about the pistol shrimp? Yes, absolutely. The pistol shrimp, and we spoke about in other episodes, is the loudest animal in the world. It's only two centimeters long. Even Nick can measure that one. <laughs> how, how many inches? <laughs> two centimeters. There you go. Thank God I know metrics. <laughs> I would assume that's very small. That if you know what I mean. Okay. So it snaps its claw together so fast that it makes a sonic boom, 230 decibels louder than a gunshot. So we know we, we spoke about that on the show, but here's something I didn't know. So I did a little deeper investigation into this and found out that the, the slapping of its two claws together generate 4,400 degrees of Celsius. That's about as hot as the sun for like a millimillisecond. Wow. But it's enough to kill its prey. So not only does the snap get the prey, but the heat generated, and I guess the prey is deaf by that point. <laughs> <laughs> deaf, dumb, and dead. Yeah. Sounds like marriage. <laughs> is that what they call them, snappers? Deaf, dumb, dead, and burnt. <laughs> In that order, depending on how many years. Uh, why do termites eat wood? Is the question. I don't know. Uh, do you think they go to fast food wood places? But go ahead. <laughs> That's right, they do. Uh, whether it's, a, I'll have a big cedar. Speaking of dry, damp, and rotted, because you talk about marriage, dry, damp, or rotted termites, termites won't hesitate to chew, to chew 
through it. So my dentures slipped. <laughs> did they fall out? <laughs> they... <laughs> Apparently they just did. Uh, they won't hesitate to chew through a wooden structure to satisfy their appetite. Termites mm. have a gut that's filled with protozoa. And it's a digestive enzyme. That's a big word, I know. As soon as the termites extract the cellulose that's inside the wood, the enzymes activate and convert the cellulose into sugars. Yes. They use their strong mouth to chew through each layer of wood. As, as more eggs hatch, the worker termites burrow deeper into the wooden structure to expand their galleries. Furthermore, worker termites are unionized. No, worker termites yeah, exactly. don't have a They stopped working. They have. They, <laughs> that's right. They stopped working. Furthermore, hello, union people. Uh, furthermore, worker termites don't have a favorite type of wood. Do you have a favorite type of wood? I don't. I don't know. No. I, I would assume I, I like a nice oak. <laughs> Oak barrel aged Chardonnay. Yeah. That is. <laughs> to go along with a side of a Canadian currency. <laughs> Are you loony? I'm no. telling you, that's interesting. You know, protozoa is one of the original things that was growing on the planet. It's a bacteria. It's so cool. Yep. There are 1.4 billion, now, not to be a segue or a one upper, mm -hmm. but there are 1.4 billion insects. 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 <clears throat> Insects for every human on the planet. 1.4 billion for every human. So all these people that are like, there's too many people on the earth, get a load of the 1.4 billion insects that are on the earth for every one person. Newsflash, we do not have enough raid to kill them all and... This program is brought to you by Raid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or soon to be raided. <laughs> by authority. We'll never get us alive. <laughs> there you go. Um, what is a group of horses called? A herd? No, that's not. You heard wrong. <laughs> it's called a team. That's right. A team of horses. All right. A rag if it's Colts and a stud if it's Nick and Roy. <laughs> Stop horsing around Nick. Yeah, group. <laughs> yeah, so much for two centimeters now, huh? Or a string, which is a group belonging to or used by one individual. So many wow. names for horses. Yeah, that's a very confusing thing. Yeah, so if you're a colt, you're a rag. And if yeah. you're used for breeding, you're a stud. Herd, I guess, would be a herd of cow. That's what I heard. To confuse predators. The horned lizard, not the horny lizard, not to be confused with that. <laughs> the horned lizard yeah. is able to shoot blood from its eyes at a distance of three feet to confuse its predator. But can you imagine this lizard shoots blood three feet out of its eyes to confuse its predator? Of course it does. The predator is sitting there going, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, don't go near that thing. No, don't. <laughs> Roosters, cock a doodle doo, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Every morning, really loud. Yeah. My neighbor yeah. down here in Florida, when I lived in the house with that, I had a lot of land. Yeah. You were at that house, I think. There was a rooster that would crow every morning. That is loud as anything. And so I read this. I was like, this is cool. So to prevent the rooster from going deaf... Yeah. From his own crowing cockadoodle doo. Yeah. The rooster tilts his head back 
and covers his own ears before he crows. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so the rest of us will go deaf because mm -hmm. it's so loud it wakes you up in the morning, right? And but the so rooster yeah. covers his ears. Now I remember in high school I used to use that phrase a lot too. I would go cockadoodle-doo. <laughs> yeah. Animals are wonderful things between the insects they eat through our wood and the rooster mm -hmm. who, you know, the cock who, who doesn't go deaf. Yeah, the you're deaf rooster. Yeah, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, and if you'd like to go to um, our website, you can do so. We'll give you permission. But here's why you'd <laughs> want to go there. Not only will you have access to the all of the episodes from all of our shows, but you can send us an email. Mm -hmm. This is how easy it is. You don't have to click on anything except the thing that says contact us. NickandRoy.com. That's the website. And you click on contact us and you write your email. And you get on the show. Just like this. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Jamie from Phoenix, Arizona writes, Dear Nick and Roy, we love listening to your show. It's a refreshing piece of business. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Here's my. Probably she flushes it when she's done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We don't know if this is Jamie male or female. I don't know. Jamie mm -hmm. could be male, could be female, but. Jamie is from Phoenix, Arizona. So thank you, Jamie. We are a refreshing piece of business. So here's my question. I've often heard the name Rip Van Winkle over the years and wondered, was he a real person? Hmm. So um, for those of you who, who are about to listen to the story of Rip Van Winkle, don't fall asleep. Hmm. Rip Van Winkle is a short story by American author Washington Irving, first published in 1819. It follows a Dutch-American villager in colonial America named Rip Van Winkle, who meets a mysterious Dutchman, and we've all experienced that in our lifetimes. He <laughs> imbibes their liquor, and he, he imbibes a little bit on their liquor. In a sauna. In a sauna. <laughs> in a sauna somewhere. <laughs> oh, those Dutchmen. They imbibed their liquor, and they fell asleep in the Catskill Mountains. He awakes 20 years later to find a very changed world, and more episodes of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. <laughs> that show's still on. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's still on. What the heck? He missed. He even missed the American Revolution. Inspired by a conversation on nostalgia with his American ex expatriate brother-in-law, Irving wrote the story while temporarily living in Birmingham, England. While the story is set in New York's Catskill Mountains near where Irving took up later residence, he admitted, when I wrote the story, I had never been to the Catskills. Oh, wow. Yeah. How cool. I had so, a house in the Catskills. You did? I fell asleep there one day. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I really did. I had a house in the Catskills. Yes, there you go. So, Jamie, thank you for your email. Yeah, that was cool. And Jamie's androgynous. So Jamie's all good for any commercial right now on television. Yeah. Martha from Washington, D.C. says she loves our show. She says, your show is my happy time once a week. She must be married. Well, I was just going to say we're happy time me and nick use the word happy time for other things <laughs> and it's not once a week once a month maybe once a year month i'm glad we we excite you once a week into your happy place 
And we love you guys. And we love you guys going to our website at nickandroy.com. You can leave us an email. You can get on the show. <clears throat> it happens to two people every show they get on. So be pithy, be funny, and we'll read it and we'll put you on the show. And also look for the birthday cards. Those are cool. Nickandroy.com slash birthdays. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. And now for something completely useless. I'll let you go first on this one because I think you told me, and I don't know what it is, but you told me that you have a doozy for useless fact. Yes. It's more like a joke than a useless fact, but I wanted to get it out there because I think that once somebody hears this, they can tell anybody this joke because it's clean. So it's useless. Pretty much. Okay, then go ahead. I like dirty jokes. This one's useless. What do you call a cow jumping over a barbed wire fence? A cow jumping over a barbed wire fence. I don't know. What do you call a cow? Over- An utter catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell a dirty joke. That same cow fell in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> My useless fact, uh, messages from your brain, and this really, now this, you can totally associate this with Nick and Roy, okay? No, but you can maybe with me, but Nick, that's that flew the coop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That went with his hair. <laughs> yes, I'm follically challenged. Messages from your brain travel yeah. along your nerves at up to 200 miles per hour. Wow. The human body is capable of many amazing things. For instance, that's when you're- than a golf ball. Yeah, that's right, faster than the golf ball. <laughs> For instance, when your brain sends messages via your nerves, the signal travels along billions of nerve cells or neurons, synapses and neurotransmitters in a process that can be as speedy as 200 miles an hour, according to National Geographic. And according to NickandRoy.com, it's about 50 miles per hour. Wow. For us. There you go. Cool. That's fast. It is. Faster, what did you say? Faster than a, um, faster than a golf oh. ball. Faster than hitting your own ball. There you go. Uh, so today on the show, we talked about, uh, we had a new topic on the money. You'll hear more from that. That was pretty cool. We talked about sports and we talked about animals. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A man was thrown off United Airlines flight because he was wearing a woman's underwear as a face mask. I, I, I heard this story. A Cape Coral man. Is that in Florida? <laughs> Florida. <laughs> it's in Florida. Yes. It's very it. close, by the way. Cape Coral is literally 10 minutes away. I have a lot of friends that live in Cape Coral. Really? And I'm going to check what they wear as masks. Uh, <laughs> do you know any uh, any of your friends know named Adam? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. I don't know. He was kicked off United Airlines because he was wearing a woman's woman's underwear as a face mask. He argues it covered his nose and mouth, and it complied with TSA guidelines and kept him happy. <laughs> <laughs> like Adam misses so much. <laughs> Adam, Adam, Jen, J E N N E. Do you know Adam? Do you know a guy named Adam? Ten minutes away. No, no. no. Right. And if I did, I'd say no. 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 <laughs> he thinks the rule requiring people to wear masks on a plane is silly, but it's a federal law at least until March. So he decided to follow the rule in a silly way. Unfortunately for him, the staff of the United Airlines Flight 1750 from Fort Lauderdale to Washington D.C. didn't find it very funny. 
You're gonna have to come Wait off. Wait a minute, though. Yeah. I think I think that this guy has a proper argument here. We're allowed to wear cloth masks, yes. right? Yes. Now, this guy may have been better protected because he had the, the cloth plus probably a panty liner, <laughs> <laughs> which is the changeable filter. That's right. I want to be his attorney. You know what? I, at first, when I read the article, I thought this guy was a jerk. I think you've you've, you've actually changed my mind. Maybe, you see? Maybe I have a different opinion. Yeah. They told him he has to go off the plane. We're not going to let you travel. And he said, he asked why. You're not in the mask compliance. There's a video that somebody shot, and you can see this bright red underwear hanging on his face as he gets Great. walked off the plane. He said he was trying to at show... RSW at Fort Myers Air Airport. There you go. <laughs> you know him. He, he said he it. was trying to show why the rule doesn't make sense to him. There's nothing more absurd than having to wear a mask until I got to cruising altitude so I can order, you know, whatever, and snacks and pretzels. So why not? Yeah. Take so, your mask off so you can eat. Right. How stupid is that? Shortly after he left, the other passengers started to speak up. Did he just get kicked off the plane for uh, for wearing a mask? Somebody asked that. Well, after he received an email from United Airlines saying he is now banned from United flights until the case has been reviewed. Oh, oh! So now they banned him as they well. They banned him. Yes. I want to know if he was wearing an actual N95 mask in his, under his pants. <laughs> he probably got the two confused. It looked like a jock. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So he, he, he can, said to them, in my defense, this is Victoria's Secret. And <laughs> <laughs> not only good as underwear, they work well as masks. That's the secret. <laughs> That's a secret. <laughs> he believes his underwear mask followed the guidelines, but he also said this isn't. Now, this is not the first flight he's been kicked off for this. Mm -hmm. So he's a delinquent. I tried the same thing. But I wish I had done what he did. I never took the woman out of the underwear. And that was your in, that was your in-flight entertainment. I apologize to everyone that heard that. <laughs> we'll apologize for this. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We will scour the internet and other sources to find out more totally useless information for you next time. And as you guys know, Nick and I, we enjoy talking to each other, but we also really appreciate all of you listening and sharing it with your friends. So as always, tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.